You are listening to the TF Cast, a Mankato-based arts and culture podcast where we hear stories of upcoming projects and get to know the people making things happen all across southern Minnesota. Our next podcast was recorded February 18th of 2021. Hello and welcome to TF Cast episode number 33. Today with us we have Chris Parker and Young Black representing self-made glory tell us a little bit about the project chris what's going on at self-made glory uh, so it's an entertainment company slash record label providing services to artists to teach them about branding just how to be a better musician anything the artists really need uh working on projects i'm gonna pass it over to young black here uh well currently uh working on um two separate projects as uh, we was discussing. Um, got in tune here with Chris about a year ago and uh, previous to that I was working on something different. It's like a lot of downloaded beats, you know, but uh, since me and him been doing our thing together, I've been trying to focus on doing music with his beats, you know, he make beats as well. So like I was saying, uh, I didn't want to, I, I didn't want to just discard the, the the music that I was working on before, but I know that I can't really go too far with with you know internet beats. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I feel like you know I wanted to shift my gears into to you know music that he's working on. So, two projects I'm trying to come out with at the time. You know, I know. How did you guys uh, get to know each other? <clears throat> when did you start working together? Uh, we've been working together actually a year to this month um right. i had a studio uh off of highway 22 in the uh, greater mankato business development center with uh hit the block studio i had a little studio session hey. set up with him and uh matter of fact uh, as i recall i mean i was doing a show at red rocks one day mm-hmm. and chris walked he walked up on me and, and introduced <laughs> himself and you know it was just you know like a 10 second ordeal, he just told me who he was or whatnot. You know, I think I might've got off stage or was fitting good off stage or something. I guess, you know, he might've, might've heard about me or something like that. And um, a mutual friend of ours had got me in tune with him after that, you know, knowing that I was trying to put a studio together. And I brought him to the studio. Uh, we had a little little video interview with, with somebody else, colleague of mine. And you know, uh, about a year later, he gave me a call, and you know, was was you know talking about Black History Month and you know, music around the way or whatnot, saying he wanted to to work with me and you know, get down with each other, and we just been doing our thing since then. You know, uh, we moved the studio from that location to the current location that we're at now, and and it's, it's man, it's been beautiful ever since we got together. You know. So hit the block kind of like uh, converged with self made glory. No, you uh, city. I know him for years. You know, I've done shows with him. You mm-hmm. know, good friend of mine, and uh, I reached out to him, telling him I wanted to do my own studio, and it just so happened he was putting together a studio at that location that I had mentioned, and uh, he had two rooms, so studio A, studio B type. Mm-hmm. type oh. setup so his was studio a and then mine was studio b so but i don't really know nothing about engineering i was just an artist but i 
really I was looking for a place to record my music for free where I didn't have to, you know, go pay hourly. So, you know, I'm thinking, hey, I can do my own studio. Mm -hmm. But, you know, having a family relationship and, you know, a business, it was hard for me to actually run the studio, you know. So, and like I said, I didn't, I didn't have really no engineering experience. So people slowly started to hit me up for studio time. And, you know, it's only so much I can do. You know, I know how to press record, but I don't know how to, <laughs> how to master and everything like that. So I was, I was looking for an engineer. And, man, about six months into it, I get a phone call one, one day when I wake up. Happened to be Chris, you know, a little year later after I, I brought him into the studio. And uh, we talked on the phone for a good 40 minutes, something like that, you know. It, it was a great conversation. And, man, from there, you know, he started coming to the studio, you know, showing me little things, you know, be doing music. And I'm, I'm introducing him to everybody around that I do music with. Man, it, it was just a great vibe, good energy. And uh, we started talking about, you know, moving from that location and doing our own thing, which is how we got to the location that we had now. All right, that makes sense. And what, what are, what's the, what are these projects looking like that you're working on now? Um, you got working on album tracks. Um. Yeah, uh, I would like to say an album and a mixtape. You know, uh, I'll probably say that because uh, mixtape wise, you know, like I said, I have like a lot of internet beats. Mm -hmm. So it's not, an, you know, my lyrics are original, but the beats aren't original. You know, I'm not leasing any beats, you know, just, hey, I like this beat, man. Download this beat right to it mm -hmm. type type deal. Whereas I would probably shift it more as like album with the other project because I've been doing songs with beats that he made. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I can I can do more with them, you know, you know, put them on bigger platforms and, you know, actually generate revenue off of them and you know yes yeah get uh, to the money exactly yeah. Yeah, there we go you know and, you know working with chris he's showing me how to do things the right way per se you know something that i never really put too much focus into when it came to my music i'll I just you know write record mm -hmm. perform shows you know i've, mm -hmm. I've done mixtapes uh you ever heard of grind first grind first yeah grind mm -hmm. first okay uh that's one group I was into. We was doing a lot of shows here in town. You ever heard of Staff Music, Classic Bag Boys? Yeah. yeah. I'm, I, I'm a member of, of that group as well. You know? I used to work with Brandon. Yeah, Brandon Swapshaw. Yeah, yeah. We, you know, we did that, that project we did together, me, him, and my man, Tim, T-Raw. So we've done a lot. Well, I've done a lot, you know, per se, in, the, in the, the music field here in town. You know, we was doing shows, touring, all that. So... Mm -hmm. Back then, we didn't, we really wasn't doing the music the right way. Like I said, we would just get a beat, like I said, just internet beats or whatnot, and just going to the studio recording them versus, you know, actually really putting them <laughs> down the right way, you know? So, a lot of artists make that mistake. Yeah, that's, I've gotten a little bit of that impression from talking with you a little bit over the last few opportunities we've had to work together. Mm -hmm. um, you got like, not just a mind for the production, but you got a business mind that like, you know, constantly talking about, um, you know, promotion and timelines and stuff like that. Like mm -hmm. uh, for people who might not know what's going on um, in these services, like like talk a little bit about the how you envision, you know, something coming on that business angle when someone comes to you with a project. 
So I try to analyze it from like, what does the artist need from start to finish, uh, basing it off of the things that I needed, you know, Mm -hmm. when I was super passionate about songwriting and I just wanted to be the best songwriter in the world. And I thought that talent, you know, would get me think the fame and global recognition but that's not the case you gotta have some business sense and savvy navigating through the music industry so um like for producing one thing uh it's a i guess like a hard battle that i constantly ran into was more so not owning original instrumentals um so of course it's like well i need original beats uh who can i get these beats from didn't have nobody like nearby my inner circle who was really making beats so I took it upon myself to learn how to start making beats so from making beats to writing the songs to recording to mixing and mastering all of it is a process and then when I started looking at it from that angle it's like okay well what's the process to be successful to be famous or that global recognition that most artists want and once we develop that system you you have the layout. It's kind of like just follow the step-by-step process from there. When when you first got into making beats, what 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 did you what did you start doing? Um, did you do you gravitate towards gravitate towards uh, sample based, or were you no, working I, with the DAW? I stayed away from samples. Uh, I for me it was like okay, understanding that my beats are gonna suck right now. <laughs> <laughs> Like I think everybody, everybody want to, you know, make the best sound. Or if you start off and it doesn't sound like something you would envision it being, it's like okay, well they give up. But me, it was like no, I want to start off learning how this process works, or how to mix these sounds, what sounds go together, what sounds don't go together. Staying away from samples. Samples, I kind of feel like it's it's cheating almost because you can take that sample and build off of that, which is a good way to learn also no diss to anybody doing it that way mm-hmm. but you don't really learn how to create that from start to finish if you always use samples um on the flip side of that if you try to recreate the sample that'll be pretty dope you know like uh, whatever sound it is or whatever just try to recreate the sample in your own way and you'll learn that process maybe it's um putting a filter on it, a a certain filter to kind of retrofy it or whatever, if that's the the type of vibe you're going for. But thinking of stuff like that while I'm going into producing, it was Mm -hmm. huge for me. Yeah, like having that mindset of developing the skill for the Mm -hmm. end product, not just like the first thing. Right. I feel that. I like uh, sampling to me, it always strikes me as a little bit of like a a shortcut maybe. Mm -hmm where it's not necessarily problematic unless you write shortcuts into your long-term plan where you're like, I'm just taking shortcuts forever. Right. And then you got to pay for those samples too. So uh, you got to reach out to the record label owners. You got to reach out to the performance rights organizations and a list of other people who you have to contact just in order to get the okay from those sample rights holders. Mm -hmm. And a lot of musicians don't know that either. So they take this beat with this sample in it, they use it, write the best bars in the world and put it out and not know that they owe Mm. so many more people now just because they use the beat with the sample in it. Take money out your pocket. It's like a liability that might come get you later. Mm -hmm. You got to... 
Yeah, there's a there's I don't know how many years it is, but I mean, there, there's certainly a whole culture around sampling and like making sure you have the right stuff from the right period of time. But I know people are like following that year where the copyright cutoff is. And like, mm. I'm sure there are people who have who have stuff just planned out year after year <laughs> after year for like yeah. right as soon as they can use it. Mm-hmm. That's hard, though, too. Like I, I looked into it and I tried to figure out what time that cutoff was. And it I Somebody, if they know, should let me know. Do you know? <laughs> I do not know. It's okay. too much work, so I just create original stuff. <laughs> I like. I tried to check it out one time, and it was like seventy to seventy-five years after the death of the creator. Oh, or I've heard it happen. And then yeah. it depends on how long uh, and whether like someone else bought the rights. Like it's very complicated. I could not find an answer mm-hmm. um, that would let me use the sounds and not worry about it i was just like the more i got into it the more i was like oh man i can't do that right <laughs> so, me up later so how the royalties works yeah it's yeah. 70 years after the artist's death you know so uh-huh. like artist died today 70 years okay, from so, there then you could use it so maybe that connected to the copyright thing you can't use something that's without paying royalties to the person who owns it kind of yeah yeah it makes sense Interesting. Yeah, don't quote me on that. But. And that's why we can't sing happy birthday on Facebook Live. <laughs> <laughs> somebody owns Is that it. true? No, yeah. It's somebody owns happy birthday, like, for real, and they will take it down. Oh, wow. You've never heard that shit in a movie, have you? That's amazing, yeah. though. That is. If you create something as simple as happy birthday, you get royalties forever. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that's why everybody do the... Um, I don't own the rights to this song, you know, on, on the videos and stuff. Yeah. I didn't know they, that's why they was doing that for the longest time. I was like, why is everybody doing that? But Well, and then there's a, a, I don't know if that does anything either. Like, I know it's nice to say, but I don't know if that legally, uh-huh. you know. It might get you sense. out of like the, I don't want to be sued zone. Like, yeah. you know, kind of like, oh, I don't own the rights to this music. So I wasn't playing in the background. It was mine. Yeah, yeah, I'm not trying to profit from this. <laughs> you, you never get anyone up in the studio who's coming up and they're asking like, hey, I want to write the next happy birthday and you need to help me out. <laughs> right, <laughs> like, right. people don't, if they had the business mind going in, that's where mm-hmm. they'd be because that's, that's got to be billions. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So what's a, what's a common thing you see artists kind of struggling with and one thing like any tips you could give someone where they might be able to think about their own project in a little bit of a different way that would help them out Mm, i would say focus on becoming a recording artist uh a lot of artists or rappers singers whomever they focus on the lyrics which are great but once you get in the studio and it's time to record the voice it's so many problems that that goes on in that process of recording which could be avoided if the artist spent more time focusing on that aspect of it Mm. like me for when i was putting out music i hated my voice and then i thought to myself well i have all this equipment why don't i practice with it so i would Mm. do silly little things like pitch myself up or pitch myself down and figure out like try to mimic the pitch you know like um even if you press a key on the keyboard you know or mm-hmm. just how do you get your voice to get to that range and uh then learning like the dynamics like how could i be as dynamic standing right here versus being way over on the other side of the room but mm-hmm. not 
doing much with the volume of my voice. So little techniques like that, uh, if artists knew about that, I think they would implement that in their songwriting and could be mm. better musicians. Yeah, That makes sense. So the other day you were telling me about a, a service, a thing you've been doing out there that I thought was just like really cool. Um, the uh, It's like a like a, a production to product day kind of thing. What, what, what was the name of it? Um, Make a beat, bust a flow. Yeah. I, I think that that's like just a fantastic idea, like just for the creative process, mm -hmm. like going in there, like you might not come out with something that you consider to be like a finished track that you want to like distribute, but like going through all of those processes in a day to me, like that just sounds like a, a great thing to do creatively. Um, Why don't you uh, let people know what that is? So I just had this concept, just make a beat, bust a flow. I like freestyle, and I like to see when other artists freestyle, too, because to me it, it puts me in like a this artist is having fun type of mind state. So um, pull up a keyboard, I'll play some keys and have no direction at first, but usually an artist will start coming up with some ideas in their mind, and then you add the drums, and from that point, you might just make a song. <laughs> mm -hmm. And it's really just that simple. Just make a beat, bust a flow, but being on spot with it, you might just pull up to an artist's house or whatever, you know, hey, got the keyboard, got my laptop, let's work. Mm -hmm. And uh, that process is pretty fun. Mm -hmm. Sounds like it, it keeps things flexible and like experimental. Mm -hmm. And then uh, I think one of the parts that you, you were telling me about it and I was like, oh, that's cool. And the thing that you latched on to was that it was like a, um, it, it got the artist more involved in the process too, where like if they, if they heard something that they liked, they would be able to be like, oh yeah, wait, mm -hmm. keep that in there. Mm -hmm. And so in the same way that a producer is um, kind of listening to what the artist is doing and be like, oh yeah, no, that was, mm -hmm. that was the way you said it just right there, or like mm -hmm. flip the line this way, the, the artists can be like to the producer oh like that little bit caught my ear right there keep right. that in there right that's important that's huge yeah. that's uh, cool. not to always it shouldn't be the producer finish up the whole beat sending it to artists if you have a chance to work with the artist the artist in the studio the artist could give you some ideas too and you know just bounce off of each other it's that vibe mm -hmm. definitely definitely yeah. yeah, that's the, another reason why, like I said, I was trying to push more towards his beats because, you know, we could be in the studio together and he just playing around. You know, he got a tap for just, you know, he getting magical with the fingers. I'm like, <laughs> man, that, that man, put that right there, man. Do it like that. So as an artist, you having that chemistry, mm -hmm. you know, it, it, it brings something else out of, out of your pen when you writing, you know what I'm saying? Just knowing that. You got that collaborated energy, you know. It, it makes the the song more. Uh, what's the word I'm looking for? More more personal to you, mm. you know. Just being next to him, you know, making the beats, and it's just a whole different type of vibe. Like he said, versus just somebody just sending you something, you know. You actually being a part of the creative process of it. It makes the complete song even more more meaningful, you know. Right on. I feel that. Yeah, definitely. That's cool. Uh, we were earlier you, when I asked about the uh, what what something an artist can do different. You had I liked what you said there. One of the things I feel like I've seen in hip hop is sometimes you'll get someone up there um, and 
at worst it might be like an open mic where they really haven't done much performing but like even just knowing how to hold a microphone and get your voice in there like that can make a big difference Mm -hmm. for people and i know that i was really bad at it uh for a long time like (laughs) starting off djing i'd like I don't know, I'd Michael either be too right close here. or like <laughs> too far or my voice would go like, eh. <laughs> and it, it wasn't con- like, I thought I was doing the thing that I was trying to, but I really wasn't, I wasn't like achieving it very well. It was like not sounding in the way that I wanted it to. And so even for an artist, maybe like listening back to something you've, you've done would help you tune that a little bit. And yeah, you gotta, you gotta think of the crowd, you know, like if you're on stage, mm-hmm. you ain't really gonna notice the the trajectory of your voice you know so to mm. you you probably killing the stage you know Remember killing like, it but to everybody else <laughs> you you they really can't hear you super muffled you know so yeah. that's something as an artist performing that's something that you definitely definitely have to master you know and uh like how he was saying like recording like with me my voice i know i know my voice as an artist so that's probably a good tip to you know you got to know yourself as well you know so when I get in the booth, I know I don't project my voice too well. The louder I, the louder I get, the more distorted I am. But mm-hmm. me knowing that, I go in the recording mm-hmm. process differently. Uh, when I'm performing, I, I feel like I got a pretty good projectory voice, you know. So holding the mic, you know, I, I've done a lot of shows over the years. So and I know having that knowledge has helped me recording mm-hmm. and performing. And a lot of people just don't know. They just go in and think. I'm just going to do this normally, but it, it yeah. don't really work like it's that. It's totally different, too, between the studio and live. Right, right. Back to my DJ example of that same thing, I'd, I'd be DJing, I'd try and have that energy, and I mm-hmm. would do it, and I would even maybe think I was successful, but my voice would do some like weird pitch shift. Mm-hmm. Right. And I'd be like, hey, everybody, put your hands up. Yeah. <laughs> and then it figured it out, because like, I could do it when I was practicing, mm-hmm. and just you you got to figure out how to bring them right. together. I don't want to say anxiety, but the feel <laughs> of going in the booth, it it takes, a, it, I don't want to say take away as well, but you can feel it. Like it's, uh-huh. anybody can come in a room and just start rapping, but when you got the knowledge, like, okay, I'm finna record, uh-huh. it sort of takes, you know, it, it, you can it either ask to you or take away from you, you know, and you can, you can tell what comes through the mic. You can feel it. Mm-hmm. Or even, you know, the thought of, okay, I'm going to get on the stage. All these people are watching me. That it, it affects your performance. You know, if you can master that mm-hmm. that energy the right way, that can definitely, you know, affect the way you perform. Mm-hmm. You know, you, you, if, you, if you've never done a show before or you never recorded in a studio, that feeling you you've never experienced that feeling you probably don't even know that that feeling even exists you know mm-hmm. so just going into the whole mode knowing that definitely helps you know your finished product definitely. yeah we talk sometimes jacob and i talk about um with music the importance of getting on the stage and mm-hmm. trying it like that mm-hmm. like do you think with hip-hop there's an element of like you really just have to do you just do have to get out there and get in front of people and like you'll probably fail at first but you got to figure it out Yes, I mean, like I said, just that whole energy of people watching you. You know, you can be the best singer in the shower. You know, you don't you don't got no crowd there. You know, so just yeah. knowing these people are watching you, they, you know, they're going to be judging your music. You know, you want to have the right crowd control. You know, nobody want to get up on stage and see everybody in the crowd just standing. You know, you want to get on stage. You want to see them actually 
vibing with your music, rocking with you, you know, and uh, a lot of people don't possess that type of energy, you know, and it, it shows in your performance, you know, mm -hmm. so that's mm -hmm. just something that you always want to consider, you know, and I, I, it, it'll be different from getting on the stage with 50 people with you versus you getting up on stage by yourself, all eyes on you, mm -hmm. you know, uh, how, how are you going to, you know, how, how would the crowd perceive you, you know, and just that in your mind alone can take away from your whole performance, you know, you, people start forgetting their lyrics and, you know, then you fall into that spill, you know, so mm -hmm. you just got to be prepared for all of that and, you know, I, I feel like you'll have a better performance, a better song if you go go in there with that knowledge, you know, you attack it a whole different way. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and it it is the feeling is something too. Like right. I I thought I wanted to write music, and then I got on stage, and like I knew that I wanted to write music. That 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 experience motivated me so much more than anything else. Was mm -hmm. just like, it performance was like, well, you know, the, what we what could be better is the music. Right. <laughs> like, so if I want to be better at this. I need to write some better music and get better at playing it. And that it was like the best feeling and the best motivation mm -hmm. that I could think of. Definitely. I guess that that's that's what I'm that's what I'm kind of like waiting on now is I want to you know I want to get Mankato's performance scene back on yeah. um, you know I, I miss that I miss being at the the showcases at Red Rocks and seeing all the shows just in in general mm -hmm. around town um, yeah I was just saying that I was having a conversation the other day with somebody man it's like I'm just yearning just to perform you know the, you know the whole COVID situation really shut that down so you know I'm used to doing a show every two months, two or three months to now. It's been over a year, year plus of not being able to do anything. I've even went to the extent a couple of days ago, just getting on Facebook. I'm in a studio. I do a little Facebook Live. Like, here's a performance. You know, I just want to perform. You know, it's been so long. So just waiting to be able to do that. And then, you know, we working on all this new music, just trying to find the right way to, to, to get it out there, you know, and performing is, is a huge deal of that. So it's like I'm making all this music and it's just sitting there, you know, it's like, mm -hmm. man, I wanna I wanna performance, you know. A lot of times I'll be doing performances. It's, it's songs that I've done five, six years of the same material. So I'm working on all this new stuff. I'm just itching. Like, mm -hmm. man, I want you guys to hear this, man. I'm ready for the world to hear it, but. Coming soon. Yeah, coming soon. Yeah, yeah, that's the hope. I mean, is there anything anything rumbling, you know, beneath the surface? Is it going to start up again with the show? I mean, obviously, Red Rocks is gone as we right. knew it. Um, so, you know, where are these performances going to come back up? That's, that's huge. That's huge. Uh, man, uh, I, I, you know, as far as self-made glory, you know, I, you know, me and Chris be talking about new ventures of, you know, what else we want to do and add to, to what we got going on. Uh, we at a location now, you know, we were talking about maybe getting a different location, you know, but something bigger, you know, we're doing photography as well, you know, a couple other people be trying to pull on board with what we're doing, but I would always tell him, like, I want to do shows, you know. I've been a part of the, the show scene here in Mankato for many years, you know. Like I said, I've toured, I've done a whole bunch of stuff, so, you know, I, I've always wanted to start doing my own shows, putting together my own shows, you know. I, I know a little mm -hmm. bit of everybody around around the surrounding area, surrounding states, you know, I know a lot of artists. I feel like if I was to start putting shows together, it'd be a good look. So an uh, issue, like how you just said, is where? So I'm thinking, like, man, if we get our own space, 
I can have shows in our own space, you know. Mm-hmm. So that's something that that we you know we want to work into. Uh, we we got it where we're at now at our studio. We've been there since July, you know. So it's still fairly new. So you know we don't want to just pack up and move, you know. We have to start you know the building process over, you know. But that's something that is it that the, we talk about. Is it the type of place that you could you know feasibly run a show in? Uh, compact, yeah, but no. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, I would push more on the no, but I mean, if there's a will, there's a way, you know, but you know, it's, it's like space wise, you know, I, you know, like you want to have a show with a couple hundred people, something like that. You know, I don't really see that yeah, in the studio. Yeah. Yeah, well, mm-hmm. I mean, simultaneously, like you look at a space like Red Rocks, mm-hmm. the worst thing about Red Rocks from a, an artist perspective is how big it was like if, if you could bring reasonably 50 people into red rocks mm-hmm. that's a good turnout for a local show mm-hmm. but in red rocks that feels like literally everyone could be like covid safe and they're like everyone could have 10 <laughs> square feet all of themselves and like get like moving that energy and getting all that air moving in there when mm-hmm. like it's just so big mm-hmm. I, I would rather play in a smaller room and have people be shoulder to shoulder like that's how you that's like energy you mm-hmm. know yeah, I, I can dig that. Uh, see, now me, I'm the type, like, I want to pack the house. You know, I want to see, you know, before COVID, I'm thinking before COVID, you know, so you don't got to yeah. worry about yeah. sicknesses and whatnot, you know. So, yeah. But, you know, initially, you know, I feel like, man, the more, the more, the better. You know, like, I've done a lot of those shows at Red Rocks, you know. And, you know, sometimes you come in, like, as an artist, you finna perform you come in, you see like, you know, 10, 20 people, you be like, oh man, this ain't, you know, this ain't really that, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And it sort of, you know, takes you away from the performance. But then you got those good performers like, man, I don't care if it's two, three people in the crowd, I'm still going to rock it like, like it's mm-hmm. a thousand, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? And, and really that's, that's a great performer, you know, that's how you should attack any show, regardless of, you know, the outcome of who's out to watch you, you know, so. But, with me, I'm all about energy, you know what I'm saying? So the more people in there, you know what I'm saying, the more energy I'm going to feed off of, you know, and just that crowd, just the feeling of, you know, seeing that crowd rocking with you, you know, the whole everybody just vibing to your music. It's a dope feeling, you know, versus, you know, I did shows where it's not too many people in there, so, you know, you just got people wandering around, you know, ain't, ain't really nobody even paying attention to you, to you and what you're doing, you know? But where we at, you know, we can we can do it. But I mean, I don't really see it being. Yeah, yeah, it's not too. And who knows? Who knows what the future actually holds? Like exactly. But there, there, there's sure a lot of people talking about venues. So yeah. hopefully, one springs up here pretty quick. Man, yeah. that'd be dope, man. Yeah. That'd be dope. We'll Definitely looking something. forward to that. For sure. yeah, yeah. You guys got a, a a fave spot you've performed at uh, in Mankato, I guess, preferably. I would probably say. Red Sky was, oh. was was the best, you know. Like I said, uh, I, I was doing shows, Grind First and then Staff Music, Plastic Bag Boys, you know. We was killing the show scene here Shout in town, to you them. know. And Red Sky, uh, I believe the owner name was Rudy, he was letting us do our thing, you know. It, it was just the whole setup, period. You know, you got the front entrance, the back entrance, the bar, the stage area. You got the back lounge areas, like slight VIP you know the flooring was was perfect. It was just it was it was dope. You know I, I performed at Red Sky, uh, 
Choppers, What's Up Lounge, Red Rocks, even uh, Above the Underground. Uh, I can't remember what that name is. Above Ground. Yeah. yeah, it, it yeah. used to be. It's yeah, that was the old name. Event Center, I think. Right, right. Yeah. I did my 30th birthday party there. You know, that was a great okay. show. You know, uh, Brandon Swapshire, you know, he, he, was, he, he used to put all our shows together for us back then, you know, and it, it was always great turnouts, you know. Uh, Robert, you know, I used to do all the shows at Choppers with uh, Robert Kobe when he used to throw the shows. Even at Red Rocks, when he throw the show, he always reach out to me. Hey, Black, you want to get on the show? Anytime he reached out to me, like, man, I'm there. You know, he show a lot of love. So, you know, so it's only right that, you know, I hold him down just, just the same, you know. so. But I, I would say Red Sky, like, that was probably the best all around. So even, if, you know, if you want to throw a show there, you know, he he let us, you know, make money at the door, you know, do a little deal with us with the drinks, you know, basically letting us do it, you know, do it how we want to do it, you know. So that was probably the best spot, I would say. We, we've gotten that answer before. A lot of people um, really yeah. kind of mourn Red yeah. Sky's loss. Right. Yeah, and, you know, now crazy. some of the young yeah. younger folks, they don't even, they they don't don't even know. They're it. like, yeah. are you mispronouncing Red Rocks? Right, right, right. <laughs> like, no, we talk about a whole different spot. And that was a lot, that was a good six seven eight years ago you know people don't even know you know i'm, I'm 34 now i was good 25 26 back then and that that was like the height i would say uh, of the performing here in town you know definitely mm-hmm. there you know uh they was bringing actual actual artists in the game here at red sky doing performances like mm-hmm. red man coolio you know with, with grind first we had brought uh project pat down here you know and that's that's when the when the uh, shows here really start taking off, I'm, then I, you start seeing a lot of people really start doing their own thing, you know. So just to keep keep that alive and going, you know, I feel like Robert sort of, when it, it started to die for a little bit, you know, a lot of controversy in the streets, you know, fights and all that, you know, they were shying away from certain people doing shows. And then here you go, Robert come in, you know, take over the scene and, and, and keep, keep the shows going, you know. So shout out to him for that, definitely. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, he must have done a good job because I, I like you, one thing you really got to respect about the Mankato hip hop community is they show up, you yeah, know, definitely. and you don't you don't see that in every genre of, of scenes. But like if there's a hip hop show, people come in and they, they come up with a group every mm-hmm. single time. And it's not just when they're performing and mm-hmm. like that, that it's what makes it work. Like right. that's what makes people want to get on stage right. and new artists want to come out and do right. stuff. Supporting, you know, definitely, you know, and uh, mm-hmm. the way we was all killing it together, you know, because Mankato was, it's like a couple in the hip hop scene, it's a lot of different communities, you know, but I feel like I've always been one that I was in tune with everybody, you know, uh, so if I rock with you, I know you're doing the show. I'll uh, be there front and center, you know what I'm saying? Even in the group that I was that I was in, uh, you know, I'm a part of uh, headquarters HQ, you know, you guys know Relly and Prime. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm in the group with him as well, you know. So him and his brother, uh, Jay Moles, they start, you know, doing their own thing as far as throwing shows too. And, you know, being, you know, these is like my brothers growing up. So even if I'm not on the show, I know you got a show, I'll be there just to support you and what you're doing, you know what I'm saying? And that that goes a long way as far as music here and the, the way we was all killing it collectively you know i'm gonna bring out different crowds than what you know really in prime and jay moe is gonna bring out i'm gonna bring out you know robert kobe gonna bring out a whole different crowd than what we all gonna bring out and the way we was all killing it consistently 
you know, that started to put light on Mankato and, and what we had going on. And, you know, surrounding cities wanted to come down here and, you know, start doing shows here and get a taste of what we was doing, you know. So to me, that says, you know, we was really, really doing something, you know, making noise throughout the whole state, you know. Yeah. Right on. Is that, that really boils down to, like, people getting, like, because somebody's got to have something going on and then, like, they've got to hook up their buddies and it's got to grow together. Cause yeah. like, I feel like one person can't do it alone. No. And, um, you, you, yeah. So somebody has got to get the ball rolling. Then right. like other people have to be able to support it and definitely it's got definitely. to, got to move forward like that. Mm -hmm. So hopefully we'll be able to make it happen sometime. I think we will, man. I think we will even, you know, since I hooked up with this brother right here, man, I tell him all the time, like, man, I'm so happy we got in tune with each other. Like I said, I had the old studios, you know, people were seeing what I was doing, but, you know, I, you know, I had too much on my plate at the time to really focus on the studio, you know, mm -hmm. and so, you know, here he come, and, you know, we, we bouncing off ideas off of each other, you know, growing, and now just seeing what we got going on now, man, it's beautiful, you know, and... uh I feel like, you know, we make a noise through the community. People people actually see what we got going on, seeing what we doing. And even just joining on board with him, you know, I, I see that that started to motivate the people around me as far as the studio coming in. Like, okay, mm -hmm. man, I got Chris. You know, he, we got the studio here. We got a dope engineer. Everybody come in. They feeling Chris right off the jump, feeling his music. You know, he rapped too, you know. So yeah, I, he just sparking sparking people just to get back in tune with it you know since the covid hit man that like sort of slowed <laughs> everything down you know the motor you know you can't go outside you really can't perform yeah. you know you can't really do anything so uh, you know i feel like people are starting to really see what we got going on they even come in our studio and they see it's just not like a basement studio like it's an actual studio so the, the vibe and the energy of that alone makes you want to start getting back into the music like man it's a cool environment man i want to be here i want to write you know i want to come here so it's been a lot of people hitting us up for studio time and you know wanting to be a part of what we're doing you know so it's good to to even have that that feeling back you know that's what's up let's plug the business for a little bit like what what all services do you offer someone comes through the front door like what can you all do for everybody so we can help songwriters write the song. We have uh, talented artists around to, to help with that process production-wise uh, from making a beat or if someone needs photography or video services, we can supply them with that. Shout out to Reggie. That's our guy for that. Um, recording artists, so teaching an artist like inside the vocal booth would what are you mm -hmm. supposed to do? Do's and don'ts type of things. And uh, someone also been helping with that, E, another partner of ours, musical genius is how I could describe him. Um, so we do that. Uh, what else? So far, that's it's like the only step we've gotten to so far, like in this area, but we could take it so much farther. Like once the song is out, distribution, uh, branding, marketing, promotion, all of that stuff that's gonna really take the music to the next level. But you have to start somewhere, so. Mm -hmm. yeah. So it sounds like uh, uh, early on, it's, it's helping the artist kind of get there uh, music together and then maybe distant future got like hosting shows and uh, 
promotion, distribution, videos. Yeah. All that. That's cool. That's cool. Well, uh, we got any other questions? Any any other things you guys want to make sure we, we cover here today? Shout outs, plugs. We could just do last minutes and call it good. <laughs> uh man you know i'm always shout out the team man you know people that i grew with man so you know just shout out to everybody that rock with us you know uh the public you know like i said a lot of people getting in tune with what we're doing so you know I, you know i appreciate everybody supporting us coming through you know uh yeah you know i'm gonna say shout out grind first headquarters plastic bag boys you know that's the team you know we've been doing our thing for years yeah, even the the local hip hop artists around here too. You know, I'm I'm always push everybody to to do their thing, work on their craft. Uh, you know, anybody want to get in tune with us? Holla at us, man. We here. You know, it's just not people that we know. You know, we trying to reach out to anybody that that's you know trying to motivate themselves and what they got going on and what they doing. You know, so you know, we here. Cool. And uh, what's the what's the social plug on that? Is it at Self Made Glory? Yep, just at Self Made Glory. Just all right. You know, all social platforms, website, also selfmadeglory.com. Right on. Well, check them out, everybody. Thank you, too, for being on the show. It's great to chat with you. I appreciate, appreciate it. Right on. Thanks for tuning in. You can find show notes for this and every episode at triplefalls.org. Thank you.